I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Blog Talk Radio. Looking for inspiration to take action, to grow? Then you've arrived. The Cocoa Express is waiting for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad to be here with you. My name is Aurelia, and I am your host this evening with the Cocoa Express Show. I have to say that I really enjoy what I do in regards to this radio show. And when I do the show, I take us all on a journey whenever we have a guest. We, we travel down the path of their story and their life. We get to learn things about guests and the artists that we have come on, and I don't think we would ordinarily have this opportunity, and I'm grateful for it, because it shows us what it's like to be in their world, how it is for them. Under ordinary circumstances, I don't think any of the guests on our show would walk around with a sign saying who they are. However, whenever they stand in their craft, that's when we learn about their story and their journey. And this evening, we're having an amazing, amazing guest on our show, and I hope I'm saying his name correct. It's Inky, and um, he's a Georgia producer, hip-hop artist, and um, we're going to learn about him, his journey, how he comes to who he is in his music. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you our guest. How you doing? I hope I'm saying your name right. Is it Ariella? It's Aurelia. Aurelia. Okay. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there and I'm doing well. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And thank you. Um, so let's just start digging deep, deep dive. Okay, you are um, a hip-hop artist slash producer, and um, I am, lately, I have to say, I've been binge-watching the Wu-Tang Clan mm-hmm. on um, Hulu, and I'm, I'm beginning to, I guess, draw a picture of what it's like to be a hip-hop artist. Um, I, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I'm beginning to see that the way that we learn about your story and your life is through your music. And in listening to your music, you paint this very, I can say the colors that pop out when I listen are orange, blue, and um, bright yellows. So you paint this very colorful picture of what goes on in your life. And uh, yes. 
I was just going to say, I appreciate that. I've never heard anybody tell me something like that before. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome. I just look at things from an abstract perspective because life is not linear or black and white. We know that already. So I want to know, how did all of this begin for you? When did you find yourself motivated and gravitating to music? Um, I can say music pretty much been a part of my life, my whole life. Um, when I was younger, I had an older cousin. She was pretty much like my second mother, you know. Um, she watched me after school and stuff like that. And she was, when she was in high school, she was in the marching band and, um, she would bring us to practice. And that's when I really started like, you know, gravitating towards music. Then when I got into high school, well, actually middle school, I started playing the trumpet, um, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Then when I got to high school, that's when I really started, uh, picking up the pen and writing. My brother really got me inspired. My big brother. Um, and then, yeah, from after that, uh we got our we got our other cousin to help us invest in a mic and then I think our first program we started using was Audacity and then from there, you know, we started learning how to, you know, record our voice. That was probably like around two thousand and eleven. And then from there, uh it just became an ongoing thing. Um my brother actually pretty much taught me everything about music as far as it comes to like writing, producing, engineering. I remember I used to always uh try to figure out why his his uh voice his vocals would sound better on his tracks than mine. And he was like, Man, you got you ain't doing nothing to the vocals. So I learned that's how I really got into engineering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about my journey, you know. Okay, then after that I went to Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Um I I was going to say that's really interesting because I want to pause right there and we can get into the um, next phase of your life. Um, So you learned, you're self-taught. And that's amazing because, you know, when you said Audacity, yes, about 2011, Audacity was the the, the software for, for audio and things have changed since then, however. Um, but teaching yourself and learning how to do this on your own, do you feel that that was a detriment or a benefit for you? I feel like it was a benefit for me because I'm always liking to figure out the inner workings of things and, like, how things really how, – how to put things together. So okay. I wouldn't say it was a detriment. I mean, I could see where – um, if I would have delegated tasks out to people, uh, where it would have put me in a better place, um, or further my career or my passion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I regret, you know what I'm saying, learning everything because it just makes me that much more of an asset. I feel you on that one, a hundred percent. And I can tell by the multi layering of your um of your music that you really like to know the inner workings because when I, I hope I can say this right. Whenever you hear something, um, I'm, I don't know if this works for you, 
but whenever I hear something, I can hear the layers of it and the different aspects of things that are going on, even in the um, the lyrics itself. The lyrics are multi-layered. You may be talking about something, but you're also giving the listener another experience as well. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I hear exactly what you're saying. Okay. I'm like, I hope I'm saying it right. So I can mm-hmm. see that aspect in your music as well, where you, you really like to know the inner workings of things. And that gives you a broader perspective on the music that you deliver. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, let's move forward on your journey. So um, after high school, what did you do? So after high school, I um I tried community college for about a year. That wasn't working out. Um, my mom told me I had to either get a job or do something, figure something out. So I decided to go to the military. <laughs> I decided to go to the military and um in the military, it kind of was like um it was tough for me because I'm like you know I mean uh, I I like to think of myself as a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through the military, you got to kind of suppress them emotions so you can, you know what I'm saying, make it through. So um, I want to say probably about a year, year and a half in, I uh, came back home for the first time. I got me all of the equipment that I needed to get. And um, from there, I just started, that started to be my escape. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I started everything that was around me, everything that I was feeling. I started putting it into my music. And, um, yeah, after uh, the military, I got out. Um, I went to SAE and tried to, you know what I'm saying, uh, get a engineering degree. I kind of got into a little uh, downward spiral, dropped out, um, started working on construction, type work um so everything really ties into like just building when it comes to my brand inky engineering everything Mm -hmm. just yeah it it comes from building just building on everything because like my tracks from the military i went through my email a couple of days ago and listened to like all of the music that i made when i was well not all of it but most of the music that i made when i was in the military and I feel like it's very powerful because it's like my music is speaking to me in a whole different way now than from mm-hmm. when I was making it. Okay. Now, let's talk about that. Um, how did it feel going from, I guess, being in Georgia to going to um, Asia? Um, how was that experience? How was that, I guess, transition for you? It was really different. That was the first time I was away from my family. Um, I feel like I went to the military to gain some type of structure. So when I was out in Asia, I was really wild. <laughs> I was really <laughs> wild. Um, as far as, like, when it came to drinking and just partying, I really wasn't the partying type, like, going out to party, but, like, just, like, you know, going to different people's rooms and just, you know, getting drunk, <laughs> having fun. Mm-hmm. It felt like college. Okay, okay. And culturally, how did you how did you adjust to that? Um, I actually seen a whole different side of life. Like, 
you know, in the States, like, now everybody told a gun, everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a, it looked kind of like a war zone over here. But over there, you see kids, like, six, seven years old, walking to the store by themselves, walking to school, walking home by themselves. It's peaceful over there. You know, the gun laws, you can't have a gun over there. Mm-hmm. So, and, culturally... Um, no, go ahead, go ahead, please. I was going to say, it took me a little bit to get adjusted to, like, the language out there. But uh, it's, like, certain things that, like, all people are connected through. So I wouldn't say I had a hard time adjusting. It was fun. I actually enjoyed myself. Did you find yourself at peace not being in the United States, a different kind of peace? I can say, yeah, I did. It was something different, fresh, and invigorating. Okay, that's good. Um, Now... Okay, having said that, having said that, you know, you notice that in the U.S., everybody can tote a gun and have a gun and, 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 and so on. And then when you go to um, Asia, you see the kids are able to be kids and are having a different kind of experience, a different kind of freedom that you have not really witnessed um, in a while. How did that play itself into the music that you were um, creating at that time? Uh, I don't really have too much of my music from when I was creating back then, Mm -hmm. but um, I know it from more of like a childlike perspective. Um, um, Yeah, I was, um, I have a lot of uh, party tracks. I actually got a, um, a couple of tracks that has a, uh, my views on what I went through out of there that's coming up to release soon, either the end of this year or the beginning of next year. It's a little EP. But um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Sometimes I get off track. It's okay because you were on track with what you were saying. So basically I was just asking, you know, in your music, um, were you able to, I guess, explain or, or give us the experience of what it was like for you coming from the States and being out there, how those two cultures clashed, how they worked, what, you know, how it worked for you was what I was saying, basically, in your music. And, you you know, you explained that you're going to have some music coming up soon that's going to really represent your experiences at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, stationed out in Okinawa, Japan. And, yeah, it, like you said, it was a clash, a difference. Um, I think... I would have had a a different experience had I been out there and not been in the military and been mm-hmm. so restricted. But okay. like I said, um, I did I did see a whole lot of similarities as well as the differences being out there. That's cool. Now, let's see, because I have tons and tons and tons and tons of questions, as you probably can see. Now. What was okay? What cracked me up was when you said your mother said that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a job or do something. I think that is a line that is embedded in every last parent's head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as they become a parent, that line is given to them to use as soon as you get ready to graduate from high school. I, I heard the same thing. You you got to do something. You you can't sit here. You're gonna have to get a job or do something. So I understand that, and that's really for me, that's really funny. 
Um, but what was it like, you know, growing up in, in Georgia? Because I grew up in in in, in Brooklyn, um, New York, and the era that I grew up in New York, it was hard. It was not an easy era. It was not an easy time. Um, and I think the experiences that I had um, affected me and how I view life in general. Um, so how was it some of the experiences that you had, how does that reflect on how you view life and how is that reflected in your music? Um, well, coming up, my mom always raised me to know, like, the value of a dollar. Like, um, deep down, I always felt like it was this unspoken rule. Like, don't ask me for no money, you know what I'm saying? Go out here and go make some. So, like, I want to say I probably was, like, 11 or 12 when I started cutting grass around the neighborhood, cleaning up neighbors' houses and stuff like that just to make some money. Um, but I feel like what that really did was made me more so, like, um, self-sufficient when it comes to my music because I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to pay nobody to engineer my music. I'm not no, I'm, I'm not going to pay nobody for no beat. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? It made, mm-hmm. it gave me this, it gave me this like drive and this ambition to just do everything by myself. So I wouldn't take that back for anything. That gave me the willpower I need to get through the, you know what I'm saying? To get through this life. Yes, I do. I understand that wholeheartedly. And my big question, my huge, it's a million-dollar question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Why hip-hop? Hip-hop? Um, I guess because that's just what I gravitated towards. Like, my, my older cousins, they, like, played a whole bunch of Nas, Jay-Z. For me, they played a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, just hip-hop and freestyling became a thing that I would just do around them too. So that's just what I gravitated towards. Um, I do want to expand though, like to like reggae, um, pop, jazz, soulful type music. But with um, you can, I mean, um, I believe that hip hop marries the the different music genres. Um, because you use the music to tell your story. I can agree with you on that. Yes. So I think that, you know, that's, I mean, that's inevitable, especially um, with with your music. And I find that the stories that I hear when I'm listening to, you know, the the various hip-hop artists or artists in general, they're telling stories of their life. And you seem as though on a regular basis you're a very quiet person. However, through your music, that's where you share yourself with people. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Music is like my 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 the way I can express myself and be authentically me because I usually when I create I'm by myself and mm-hmm. I can let my thoughts and emotions run wild. Then that's good. That's great. And when you are when you are creating, what are your thoughts when you're creating? What are you creating? Are you creating to share with us or are you creating to teach us? Um, 
me, I create from an aspect of like purely what I observe going on around me or what I want to experience or what I have experienced. And hopefully somebody in the world can learn from it or take it and it could just be an inspiration for them. That's great. That's excellent. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, so tell us about your music, okay? Um, you have, I'm reading some of the stuff that was sent over, and you have been very busy. <laughs> You've been doing a, a ton of interviews, which is great. Um, and what has that been like for you? I mean, you have your music coming out, and you have a huge amount of interest in you and in your music. How has that been for you, and how have you been able to make that um, adjustment transition and, and make yourself, you know, feel comfortable in that world? Um, I just want to take some time to say uh, uh, thank you to Just For Your Soul Management and Production. That's, that's really who kind of um, – spearheaded this whole thing as far as like getting me out in the public I should say so Mm -hmm. um as far as how it's been for me um it's been new you know like you stated earlier I'm kind of like to myself mostly and um getting out I start to see different sides of myself so it's like I'm learning and growth is the only thing I'm worried about so yeah I like it okay great and what I do, so you can understand, so this can all, this whole interview can make sense to you is I look at the picture, I listen to the music, the sounds, and I read what is out there. And that's how I come up with my, um, my view on who the person is and how they could be. And I could be completely wrong or I could be right. And so I ask the questions to kind of pull through the different layers of who the person is to see if all the things that I've envisioned are true. So that's the reason, you know, why I ask the questions that I ask, because I really would like to understand the, I guess, the internal mechanisms behind the artist, because there's genius there, and there are people out there you know, who want to know how they too can tap into their genius and and become what you're doing or or become who you are. So I just want to, you know, let you know that's why I'm I'm asking all the questions the way that I ask so that someone who might be listening might be inspired by all the things that you've experienced and they realize they can do it too. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the way you asked the questions. And you hitting everything pretty much on the nail on the head too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now when you are okay, when you're doing your music, you collaborate with others. Who have you collaborated with at this time so far? I've collaborated with uh, a plethora of different artists. Like I said, I've been on vocally on tracks for about 10 years now so from artists like uh cashmere bristow um southside easy t wild these are southside easy and t wild are actually going to be the guys that's coming up on this uh album that's dropping on tuesday called networking okay um yeah 
Southside Easy and T. Wild. Southside Easy is a guy that I met in the military, and T. Wild is somebody I just met recently, like about a year ago, year and a half. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Now, when when you meet people that you're going to collaborate with, um, oftentimes are there people that you don't really know, but you but they're talented and that's how you mesh, or is it through introduction, or is it someone that you've heard their work and you want you feel it you want to do some work with them? How does that work? So with Southside Easy, um, when I was in MCT, which is Marine Combat Training. Mm-hmm. Um, we would freestyle back and forth every day, and I really, like, enjoyed the fact that he could just rap, rap nonstop, and, you know what I'm saying, just keep going, never run out of ideas. So um, when I got my equipment, I hit him up, and we just started linking up and making music together. Uh, as far as T, he was introduced to me. Um, I engineered I engineered some work for him, and uh, I kind of was liking how he was vibing on the tracks. So, uh we started working together. Um, so I would say it's a little bit of hearing people and wanting to work with them and a little bit of engineering and being around people and wanting to work with them, if that makes oh, any wow. sense. No, it makes all, it makes total sense to me. And okay. I'm sure my listeners are like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Now, okay, with, okay, with um we've discussed that now let's talk about you know how people can listen to your music how they can find you um i know we're in covid and the pandemic and stuff but um how can they see you do what you do um yeah they can listen everybody can reach um my music on just about any uh major streaming platform as far as apple title um spotify um my instagram is inky e official is e n k i i e official um my website is inky dot com e n k i i e dot com and um yeah, that's pretty much how you can read. Oh, my YouTube, too, because I put a lot of uh, unreleased music on my YouTube. Um, that is Inky E Official as well. E-N-K-I-I-E Official. Okay, great. That is, that's great. Now, we're going to now, it's time for me to ask you some more questions. Yes, more questions for you. But these are questions for, for others. Um if you had the opportunity to tell your young self something, what would you tell your young self? Uh, that was a good question. Let me think about that for a second. Hold on. I would tell my young self to uh, not stress so much and to keep going. Just keep going and, and stop stressing. Everything will work out. Okay. Okay, that's good. Now, if a young person ran up to you and said, oh, my God, I love your music. I want to be like you. What advice could you give me? Learn everything that you need to know, that you want to know about whatever interests you, whether it be production, engineering, um, um, rapping, figure out what makes 
everything work, what, how to put everything together. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, I should have done that in a different voice, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. The other question. Give me. Okay. uh, I'm going to make this difficult for you. Five lessons that you've learned. Five lessons I learned when it comes to music or just life in general? Both. Okay. Um, One for life is, like I stated before, don't be so hard on yourself and don't stress. Is don't give up. Three is keep God by your side. Four. Um, Let's see. Oh, marketing. Don't forget about marketing. You got to always be doing some type of marketing. And five, don't worry about what other people think or say about you. Just be true to yourself and authentic to yourself. That was excellent. Oh, my goodness. Those are really great, really, really great. And there was something that you touched on, the marketing, and I meant to ask you um, some questions, but – we have time. I can ask you two more questions, and one of them was about the business of music. How important is it that you know the business of music in order to, um, I guess, sustain yourself and, and grow? How important is that? It's very important, and that's something that I just figured out not too long ago. Um Whether it's a hobby or a passion or, it just, or if it's something that you uh, – want to make money off of i feel like you should know the business of it just for the simple fact that life in in and of itself is a business and if you can put things in the categories and structure it out the right and proper way it's no limit to where you can go to okay that's excellent because i know oftentimes um a lot of artists are so busy creating their craft they neglect the business aspect of it, and that's where the pitfalls come in. And, it, you know, it's good that you said that, you know, you have to really organize things. And there is a structure for everything in business that allows you to be able to continue running your business and expanding. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just figured that out. That was an epiphany I had not too long ago. Well, it's good you figured it out um, now and not 20 years from now when you could have been like a multi, multi, multi millionaire. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. And, and you know, because, I mean, if you really look back at some of the artists in the past, um, you will see how, you know, back in, the, I guess, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, 70s, I think, a lot of those artists, they were just done wrong because they didn't understand the business of music. They were just busy creating their craft and delivering some of the most amazing works that set the you know foundation for the work that we hear today. But they didn't get the recognition or the renew the money that they should have gotten for it. Mm-hmm. Remuneration was what I was trying to say. 
They, you know, so I'm glad that you understand that and you won't, you know, suffer from some of the setbacks that they have. And that's great. That's really great. So that means that you're going to be around for a long time, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I plan to. That's good. That's good. Now, I have to tell you, this was very interesting, very entertaining, and I'm so, so glad that we had you here. Um, I would love to have you come back, and this way we can have, like, a listening session, if that works for you. Yes, ma'am. That definitely does. Okay. So I'll work it out with Miss um, Monica, who is – she is amazing, and I would like to take the opportunity because um, – we don't always know who's, you know, working behind the scenes to make to make the world go around in this arena. And Monica Alexander, um, she is an amazing publicist, and I thank you for, you know, allowing me this opportunity to meet you. And um, we will definitely reconnect and have you back on the show so we can do, like, a little listening party. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And you enjoy the rest of your um your Saturday, enjoy your weekend, and like I said, we would love to have you back again. All right. You enjoy your day as well. Okay. Be well. All right. Okay, party people. Um, That is Inky, and it was really good to have them on the show. Um, We are going to have them come back where we have the opportunity to really sit down and listen to some of his work, and he can really go into detail and discuss, you know, how that came about and all the different aspects of him doing his music. And I'm glad we had this opportunity to get to understand the inner workings of an artist because I think those things are very important. So I hope you enjoyed the show, and I will be back again soon. Um, let's see, I believe we have, I have another, um, recording artist that we're going to have on the show soon. So just keep yourself posted, keep listening. You know, it's so good to be back. I really enjoy this and I enjoy meeting people. And once again, I have learned a very valuable lesson from, um, our amazing guest Inky and I will take that with me and make some changes in my own life, you know, because you adapt to some of the things that you hear and you learn, and I'm going to take this opportunity to um, make some um, adaptations to my um, view on life, just based on this particular interview. So I hope you guys learned as much as I did, or maybe even more. I want you to be well, enjoy your weekends, and when we next meet again, I'll have some tips from the Coco Express show Fit. Um, session um, that I want to share with you. There's some things that I learned. So uh, I'll have those for you when we next meet again. Be well. God bless. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for spending time with us. See you soon. better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.